Today's scripture actually is the reason why we can call ourselves today God's children. Because our scripture reading from today where Peter tries to explain to his friends why he's going out to the uncircumcised, because the Jews are circumcised and the Gentiles were not. Why would Peter go out to those that God taught actually not to go? Because the rules and the laws of the Jewish church back then would say if you're talking or engaging, even marrying unclean people, the Gentiles, you are unclean. And of people of good faith, they always wanted to stay away from the people that would make you unclean. So they didn't understand why would Peter go. Go to the uncircumcised, unclean people. Why? And so our story is talking and sharing with us the story how Peter overcame his biases, his walls, his prejudice to go out to the Gentiles and share the good news. And with that, the church opened and we are considered the Gentiles. That's why we're sitting here today and have the good news in our hearts and can consider ourselves children of God. But that all started because Peter was able to overcome his biases. So let's talk biases. And we don't like talking biases. We don't talk and like to talk about labels that we put people in, our little drawers that when people say something, look like, have certain religions, we put them in a little drawer and we close them. And then we decide whether we like them or not. And somehow we need those categories to grow up. But the question is, do we let the people out of those drawers again and give them a chance to be loved and accepted? And it's oftentimes, like Peter, we could hear, it is us versus them. It was us, the Jewish, versus the Gentiles. Us, the good people, versus them who have no idea who God is and who are worshiping the wrong God. So it's us versus them. Our biases are making us versus whatever we are biased. And we had our children's moment. Apparently, I was biased because I'm the mom of my children and said that the others don't get what they deserve. Well, at the end, they got all their candy. So if, I, if you want some candies, we have some left over. Our biases stand in a way. So let's talk biases, us versus them. And we have plenty of those in our society right now going on. Us as the religious rights believers versus them, religions we don't know, we are not familiar with, we don't like. It is us who are of a certain political conviction versus the others that are of a certain con political conviction. It is us who look at gender, race, sexism, and all that in a certain way, and it is them who have a different opinion on that. It is us versus them. We are full of biases. I grew up, I share my bias with you. And we are all having biases. And if you don't say you don't have, if you say you don't have any, that's your bias. Because we have biases. My bias that I grew up with, and I'm not proud of it in the way. Um, and now I, you all know my parents. <laughs> I throw them under the bus right now. So <laughs> I grew up thinking that smokers are bad people. 
that might have something to do that my dad stopped smoking. And you know, the not smokers that are non-smokers or become ex-smokers are the worst ex-smokers. They are very adamant in teaching that smoking is not good. So I grew up in this, that smoking is wrong and smoking is really bad. And, and you have to question those people who smoke. So, you know, you're a little three, four, five-year-old. My dad stopped smoking when I was one. So I really grew up with that. So church, youth group, off I went. There were a lot of teenage people smoking. And you know all those people, right? You grew up with those. You know, we're talking 80s and 90s. That's when the time was that a lot of people smoked. So and I saw our leaders, youth pastor, and other uh, volunteer leaders smoking. So what am I going to do, right? You're raised that they are bad people. So I stood away. But then, of course, you grow, you start working, and they are actually pretty fun. But in my mind, I never really looked at them as fully equal. I was a little bit better because I wasn't smoking. I felt that I was a little bit better because I wasn't weak. I was a little bit better than them. You know, they were going outside smoking because they were not allowed inside to smoke. But I was allowed to stay inside. I didn't have to leave the group. So there was this nuance of feeling that I was a notch actually better than the other ones. So in, in many ways. But then there was this one young gentleman, and we are not talking like girlfriend, boyfriend. We're talking really good friendships. There was this one gentleman, my age. He was a smoker. I wasn't. But for some reason, I felt the call and felt drawn to this person because we shared certain things together. We went through certain things together. So we really could talk with each other. And I felt really good and safe, like a good friend, like a best friend. But he was a smoker. What am I doing with my bias? So I slowly dismantled my bias and learn that smokers are not bad people just because they are smoking. Smoking does not make them bad. Maybe there are other reasons, but smoking is certainly not the reason why somebody is bad or not. And I discovered that my bias stood in the way to have a great friendship. And luckily, I overcame my biases, and we became good friends. And we went through teenage and young adult years, and you all know how hard they can be, and how wonderful it is to have a good friend on your side that you can share, share those struggles. Biases ripped off because something drew me to this one person. As Peter had this dream where the animals that are considered unclean came down and God invited him to look at those animals. And, and it was clear that God invited those animals into the life of Peter to allow them to be eaten, to allow them that they're no longer unclean. And he had three dreams of this because he was so resistant, so hesitant to tear down this wall of religious righteousness to allow in that God is not to be found in the biases, but exactly where not the biases are, where we overcome the biases. And God says, why would you consider something unclean that I consider clean? 
Why would you resist and push away somebody that I consider my child? That I consider clean and as whole and as good? Why would you be in the way? So Peter overcame and reached out and made this amazing, great experiences that those unclean, uncircumcised people are good people, open to receive the good news. So, stripping on our biases, guess what I became? A smoker. <laughs> Not because of my friend, but because of a stupidity of a 17-year-old teenager. So, I went to divinity school years later. I was a smoker. And there was another girl my age who had the same bias than me. Smokers are not good. They are weak. They are not as good as I am. She became my bridesmaid or honor. What is bridesmaid? Maid of honor. I was hers. We're still in contact. We love each other. She's my best friend. She was able to overcome her biases as well. But maybe, I, because I had my biases, I maybe was a little bit more aware that she might have those too. But those biases, if I wouldn't have teared down my wall, and if she wouldn't have teared down her wall, we would have missed out on great, great relationships. God calls us into relationship, into love one another, but when we let our biases getting into our ways, we are missing out on God. Because God is not to be found in us versus them. He is not to be found only on my side. He is to be found, God is to be found exactly beyond those walls, tears those walls down and says, I don't care whether you are on this political side or on that political side, if you're this race or that race, if you're this gender or that gender, or you're not really convinced what gender you are. I am not in those labels to be found. I am to be found in relationships that we have with one another when we allow God's love to flow and to be penetrated between human beings, because this is what we are, human beings loved by God unconditionally. God does not have those labels. So God, through Peter, invite us to put down those labels, to lay them aside, overcome them, and really let the love of God flow between you and me. Because you are a beloved child of God, and I am. And if Peter wouldn't have overcome his biases, we wouldn't be here. If Luther wouldn't have come his biases, we wouldn't be here. Because if religious righteousness says, I tell you exactly what to do and what to believe, if we would have remained there, that Peter would follow the Jewish law rather than go beyond that and see that God dwells all among us, we wouldn't be here. The Catholic Church would have said, I am right and you are wrong, and we wouldn't have the Reformation. The people who were seeking religious freedom and felt that the church oppressed them in Europe, took off to a new world, they wouldn't be here if religious righteousness would have been their guide. But religious righteousness, those biases that the church knows best, are men and women made 
Religion is a construct that we have to understand who God is, but they are human-made. And we can question those. We can question those, and we can challenge those, as God challenged Peter. Not to say that the Jewish faith is wrong, but this righteousness that insists of excluding others is wrong. That God penetrates those walls of exclusivity, of pushing others away because apparently they are in labels that we don't agree with. But God does not agree with us there. God loves beyond and behind and through those biases. So God invites us over and over to tear down our walls and to remember always what God claims to be loved, we cannot claim to be unworthy. Amen.